Welcome to another edition of the Hardwood Dynasty Fantasy Basketball Podcast. My name's Huck Breeze. I am joined here today by Max Breeze and our commissioner, Ethan Levine. We were out last week due to extreme weather conditions. How did you guys fare during that? Were you guys okay? Yeah, it was uh, not ideal conditions. I think we lost power for probably 36 hours total um kind of spread out there were like three hours where we had no power no running water and a fire alarm going off in Mm. our apartment complex and the gates were shut so we weren't able to exit the apartment complex because they were run on electricity so that was uh the worst of it but ultimately you know we live in an apartment no pipe issues we have power again feeling good just getting back to normal okay yeah. How about you, Ethan? Were you were you safe and sound during this during this uh, unprecedented time? Yeah, I feel like I uh, Alexis and I came out of it pretty lucky. I think we might have lost power a little bit the first night, but we really like during our like during the day during our waking hours, uh, we weren't we didn't go any sustained stretches without power, and and we didn't have any pipes burst. So yeah, we were lucky on that front. I don't. Uh, I grew up in the cold weather. And I don't miss it. So yeah. I, just even beyond the 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 dramatic severe weather, just the temperatures alone, I'm glad they're fucking gone. It was 60, 70 degrees today here. Oh my gosh, yeah. I just went on a walk earlier today with uh, you know, my dog and kids and it was amazing outside. And it's crazy to think that three days ago there was snow on the ground outside. I mean it's just something like, we're we're not accustomed to here in Texas and uh, so yeah, it was it was kind of a rough period with the you know heat getting turned off and everything. But uh, you know, certain there's very few things that come before fantasy basketball. But uh, you know, we had to we had to miss this last week because of you know those those circumstances. But we're back on it. We're getting ready to talk about basketball here. Um, so the first thing I want to bring up here. Uh, which isn't in our notes, but, you know, we can't talk about it, was this uh, massive trade that we had earlier today. Um, Oof, big trade. Yeah, I, I must have missed it because people, you know, weren't very descriptive when they were showing. They it's were all about surprised. you have to go and find it yourself. I yeah. know. I, yeah, I get it. I thought there was a big trade. I thought maybe Boogie Cousins was on the Spurs. Oh, I don't like know. a real-life trade? I don't, yeah, I, don't, I didn't know what happened. <laughs> maybe somebody, you know, I... 
God forbid, you know, somebody passed away or he's, I, I don't know. Right. I, I didn't know what was happening. I searched around everywhere. I was like, what's on, I was searching Twitter, you know, NBA Twitter, nothing. I'm like, wow, they, they must be just fucking with me. They didn't bring up our trade on NBA Twitter. No, <laughs> no, it was, it was empty. I don't know. Uh, Woj must've been behind, but I thought you, everybody was fucking with me. I, that's, you know, I was like, Oh, is this just a early morning? Like, wow, we're trying to, you know, draw attention, but, but no, it turns out there was a pretty big trade and I kind of scratched my head at it. Uh, first let's get Ethan's thoughts. Ethan, do you have any thoughts on this trade that happened this morning between Max uh, and uh, who was your trade partner? Thunder from down Paul. under. Paul. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, I, I like the trade both ways. I feel like um, it's the, the difference in keeper value. Like I'll be, I'll put a trade together um, in the desktop and do like the evaluate trade thing that Yahoo offers. And then I'll remember, oh, it doesn't really matter because Yahoo doesn't weigh in our keeper value and SGA being a sixth round keeper versus um, Kawhi in the first and Butler in the third and the second, Max? I can't yeah, remember. Third. Oh, yeah. yeah, Butler's in the second. Butler's oh, in the second. second, yeah. Okay. So it's, so, you know, it, you look at the names, um, obviously it's two big name, but high round picks, Going one way, it's a really, really valuable um, keeper when you weight that in uh, going the other way. So I, of course, look at all the players around those guys because that's where these two teams at the top trading with one another are really trying to – that's where there are differences of opinion where they're making swaps that they think can subtly, I think, separate themselves from each other and um, Chase and Brennan, um, among others. So I really like Kyle Lowry. I know he's now – been chilling in an injured slot for almost a week now, but um, his game has been picking up tremendously recently. And uh, Toronto's has as well. The amount of, I think he's at six of his last seven games. He's shooting over 50% from the field and he's, um, and he's just playing much more efficiently on offense and you can see Toronto's better. So I like that um, move, you know, that guy coming on with SGA Bogdanovich, Great name. Utah's a great team. He's a sniper. I like that move. And then uh, coming back the other way for Paul, I think Mason Plumlee is this subtle guy who, again, like I get that's not who the deal is fucking about, but uh, but he's somebody who can very easily trip and fall into seven rebounds on any night, just given the minutes he plays and the role that he plays. So I think there's a lot of interesting role players going both ways around these stars. The big X factor of course is Blake Griffin. When will he play again? Who will it be for in what role? And so that could end up being somebody who is just a streamer to max. And maybe that's all he evaluated it as, but I think you have to treat the trade as if he's just a nothing streamer because and anything better is good. Yeah. I wouldn't call him an X factor. Uh, he's been on three different teams this year uh, going back to Max. Max missed him, I guess. Um, so uh, this is news to me, good news to me. I, I don't like Kawhi Leonard. I don't like what he did to my favorite team, but fantasy basketball is not, uh, you know, sports fandom. We're trying to win here. And Kawhi's a great player. Uh, he's a great first round player. And he's going to be probably, probably available next year in the draft, I would guess. Um, he's just oh, definitely. If he keeps Kawhi over Dame and Steph, I will be Paul. If you do that, I will be a very, very surprised man. 
Right. Uh, but, you know, I, I think that in any situation here, if he keeps any of those guys, either Lillard or Curry or Kawhi, nobody's going to really be like, I, I mean, you just acted very appalled, but I, you can't be that appalled. You can't be that pissed. Uh, I think uh, Curry's a cut above the other two. Probably. I understand your point, though. It's a tremendous problem to have. I Paul on paper and Chase on paper right now are look very loaded. But again, it's guys they're putting back. Max is still got LeBron, and he just gained a later round keeper of quality. Right. So, I mean, and so this is, I know Max is, you know, just moving around assets he's already acquired, but it seemed like. Max is in fifth place and trading for the future out of fifth place. Um, that's what it looked like to me. Max, tell me, what were your thoughts going through this? Well, so we were negotiating a very different trade um, to start. You know, we were talking about SGA and Lowry separately. You know, what would it take to get SGA? What would it take to get Lowry? And um, I sent him an offer that included Kawhi and Plumley and uh, I think Jeremy Lamb, something like that. And it was just, it was a much smaller offer. And I, you know, looking back, the negotiation kind of got away from me a little bit. Um, Paul and I went back and forth a lot. Ultimately, where this ends up, ended up is what I ended up losing was rebounds and points um what what i got sent in return i think makes up for the other stats that i've lost through Kawhi and jimmy butler um like i i love lowry lowry's gonna get me assists there are rumors still that if the raptors fade uh going up to the trade deadline they could end up flipping him to a contender like the sixers um which i think would be tremendous for his assists Yes, but um, I will say, and not to be an Oscar Martinez, well, actually, but Toronto is now suddenly the four seed in the Eastern Conference. Oh, yeah, no, Toronto yeah. has been great playing small ball recently, but I'm saying if they fade heavily down, yeah. The, yeah, down yeah. the stretch, it's still very possible, especially with Larry being out. Um, and SGA in the sixth is a huge asset. You know, from a keeper perspective, I was pretty much set. Like, I, the decision I had to make was between John Wall in the fifth and Lou Dort in the twelfth. And, you know, we just started kicking things around and, and I, I like what I got back. I like Bogdanovich. I like Shea Gilgis Alexander and I like Lowry a lot. Uh, oddly enough, Blake Griffin was the drop spot. I told him, I was like, and, and give me the player you're going to drop between Blake Griffin or Derek Rose probably. And he sent me Blake Griffin and then the IO plus change happened this morning. So now I can just stash Blake Griffin. I don't anticipate him becoming anything. Um, but He's he's still on my roster for the time being. So ultimately, and also, and this is a much smaller part of the deal, Kawhi and Butler were both guys that played heavy minutes in the bubble this past season. And as we get closer to the playoffs, I did have a concern in the back of my mind that maybe they start getting load managed. They stop playing back-to-backs, things along those lines, so that they can stay fresh because this is going to be the longest extended period of time that either of these guys have played consistent minutes ever. Um, so I... That may not be a huge issue. That may be a, you know, instead of four games a week, they play three and still put up tremendous stats. But that was in the back of my mind. Ultimately, it was the keeper value for SGA. Um, 
And in talking with Paul after the trade, it's interesting because he said, you know, if I don't win a championship this year, then I'm the loser of this deal. But ultimately it's a, he's going for it right now. And I'm, I'm still going for it. I'm not trading away LeBron. I'm not, I'm not doing anything like that. I still have a team that I think is a top three in the league. Uh, but Paul has now launched into, into like a, an area that nobody else can, can touch him. Like his team has to have a down week in order for you to beat Paul at this point. So he's definitely going for it. I, I, he probably got the better of me in this trade, but I'm still happy with my return. But that's to your point, like on if somebody has to be a winner or loser of this trade, Paul is the winner of the trade if he wins the league. I guess he's the winner of every trade that he made if he wins the league, I suppose. But right. he, uh, but to your point and to his point, I guess, it really is that binary in my eyes. That's why I don't see it as such a clear cut I mean, he won the trade in terms of who might be better over the, these last eight matchups of the regular season, of our fantasy regular season. But, like, if he has a bad week or somebody gets hurt and, he, hurt and he, his team fades just enough that, you know, Brennan or, or Chase or you get him in the semifinals, then a lot of that is for not, especially because, um, especially because he already had, you know, duplicates in the first round before taking on uh, – somebody like Kawhi. So um, that's why I think it's, it's murky. I don't see it as you like playing for the future so much as just balancing present and future because you've got, you have LeBron. So ultimately it like, you've got the guy that can impact every single stat category or one. Yeah. He's probably, he's probably only going to be a keeper for me for another five or six years. Um, (laughs) We're being honest. Yeah, no, I, I, I did the math on it. And so did Paul, you know, we both had our nerdy spreadsheets open. I'm sure (laughs) I'm losing, I'm losing out on some rebounds, which is a category I'm good at. I'm losing out on some points, a category that I'm good at. If anything, I might be gaining in assists and three pointers. You said yourself, Bogdanovich is freaking an artist from behind the arc. So, and that is one of the categories that I'm actually weakest in. So I took that into account, you know, I, I, it was a big splashy trade and I think it's hard to look at Paul's team and go, Oh man, like without looking at it and go, his team is crazy elite right now, but I still think my team is looking very strong. I, I, I would challenge anyone to say my team is no longer a contender after this trade. No, I think your team is still a contender. I mean, if you look at Chase's team, I was, I was texting with Chase earlier. I mean, Chase's keepers, uh, keeper options one through rounds one through five are Giannis, Zion, Porzingis, Kevin Durant in the fourth, Tobias Harris in the fifth, who's top 20 in fantasy this year, plus Terry Rozier in the 10th round, plus RJ Barrett in the sixth, plus Mike Conley in the eighth. So like he's stacked just as much as Paul. So that's partly, I guess, why Paul is inspired to make moves like this, but that's also partly why it's such a risk because Chase can move Terry Rozier in the 10th anytime he wants if he's not going to keep him. Okay, that brings up an interesting point, though. Well, a lot of trades happened early, and I know I talked about it a couple weeks ago. How many trade partners, like, is is this a musical chairs scenario where there are only so many people that are willing to trade their first-round pick for something? Like, hell, I traded for and traded away a first-round pick. Right. We've really churned a lot of the top-tier, unkeepable guys. Now trade, you know, Chase has... 
top five rounds, top six rounds, guys that any of us would keep, plus Terry Rozier late, um, you know, plus other options. Uh, you know, did, has he kind of missed the boat? Like, is this something that, or or am I looking at it the wrong way? It's just his team's elite and he has a wealth of keepers and that's great. Ultimately, he if he acted a little bit sooner on the trade market, he probably could have had, like, you know, there are multiple teams with multiple first round picks. Paul's team has three first round picks from this past year's draft on it right now. Chase could probably be sitting in a pretty similar spot if he would have acted a little bit sooner. It doesn't have to be a first round player. It can be a second round, third round player. I mean, to be honest, the the biggest thing in your deal, uh, Jimmy Butler triple double four times in the last two weeks. Yeah. Um, and it, you're going to be hard pressed to find somebody better than him in the second round, which you don't have somebody you're going to be drafting in the second round next year, I, I suppose. Um, so if you find somebody like Jim Butler, you know, it, there's people in other rounds who are super valuable um, that you could go, you could go trade for. Um, but he's in first place. So I don't know what boat he is missing. Terry Rogier's, played like a top three or four rounder in the, at least in the last month or so. Um, so it's, I don't think he's missing the boat per se. Uh, I, I think that, uh, you know, it might be opportunistic for him to, to wait a little bit and then find somebody who says, I'm definitely out maybe a, an Ethan uh, or, um, yeah. you know, or somebody <laughs> at the bottom yeah. down here. I, I mean, I'm just saying me or, or, uh, or Andrew or somebody that's eight, Luke, my balls. I mean, what if he comes up to him and says, Hey, you know, you missed a lot of this year. Tax season was rough on you this year. How about I, you know, get Sabonis off you and I'll give you this, this, and this, uh, you know, there's, there's opportunity to go get stuff. It doesn't absolutely have to be a first rounder. Uh, and we don't need to look at first rounders as being the only people no, that, that's true. Determine. But you, get, you get what I'm saying here, though. Like right now, he has a team where uh, he is going, he's in a position to drop some great value from a keeper perspective back into the draft because he can only keep five players. You know, like that, it's the opportunity there that I'm talking about. Right. But it, at the same time, like to what Huck said, he's also in first place. Yeah. And Roto rankings are not gospel, but if you look at like, he's not just made the most field goals, but he's got 2,600 field goals made. Nobody else even has 20, second place has 2,335. He's almost 300 ahead of anybody else in shots made. His shots attempted are like 500 more than anybody else. Like having this deep of a team, like maybe there's merit to just staying put from, you know, in terms of missing a boat, maybe there's no boat to miss if he's just going to have the voluminous scoring team to make up a word uh, in the league. But can they because shoot those... free throws? Let's see. <laughs> no, they are second. He is second to last in free throws. That's a good call. I'm in last. In Got it. If you take a lot of free throws, you're going to miss a lot of free throws. But anyway, let's let's uh, let's move on into recapping real quick. We don't want to spend forever, but recap real quick on some of these matchups from last week that we missed. Uh, we'll start with Uniballers versus Kevin Ware's knee, who's been absent. Uh, Ethan, do you want to talk about this one real quick? Sure, yeah. Um, big win for Uniballers just in the sense that he is climbing back from the from the quote-unquote bottom tier to very much jumping past me and being uh, in a good position on the bubble. 
Um, you know, I did not take care of business against Kevin Ware's knee. So um, you can't take anything for granted. He's still obviously navigating all of this without CJ McCollum. But um, since I think you guys talked about this on your last podcast um, with Andrew, but um, now Jarrett Allen is getting all of the minutes. He is more valuable than ever. Michael Porter has been back for a while. Um, that Devin Booker to go back to Max's last Kawhi trade before the one we just talked about that Devin Booker deal looks really good right now on his end. Phoenix looks really fucking good. And Devin Booker has got to be having the time of his life playing with Chris Paul. So um, if he just stays on the bubble and CJ McCollum comes back with like three or four matchups left, he is a big time threat. So um, every win is a big win for him. Um, and I'm not going to talk about Stafford's team because he's not listening. Fair all right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, all right. D-Town funky stuff Maroney. Uh, questioning that, but I'm not going to get into uh, real deep into that. You know, competing uh, neck and neck with Chase's neat team FC uh, in worst name in the league, but versus Super Gallinario Brothers, which is right up there as well. Uh, they tied. Max, you want to talk about this tie? Okay. First of all, I want to talk about downtown funky stuff Maroney. Okay, like if you know Kyle, so Kyle's last name is Maroney. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, if you look at the picture, it's Andre 3000 from Semi-Pro. Mm-hmm. Andre 3000 was downtown funky stuff Malone in Semi-Pro. If you've seen the movie recently, which if you haven't, you need to. It's I get it. It's a great reference. I think the issue he's having here is it's way too much to fit, and so his name looks like nonsense. Uh, this is a real, <laughs> it's it's a real Tim's for my hooligans situation. Uh, for if if anybody who's in our baseball league can attest, so, I love the attempt. It's nowhere near as bad as Chase's neat team FC, um, but I, I think. It could use some workshopping. As for the actual matchup, it's interesting um, that Victor was able to somehow turn this into a tie. I think ultimately Victor's lack of trying, I guess, like I, I don't know how he contended in steals and blocks. He didn't make the moves necessary, and Kyle did. Um, Kyle just destroyed him in baskets, beat him in threes, points, rebounds, assists. Um, Victor just I don't know. I Victor did not deserve a tie. He deserved a loss in this matchup. It's this is one of the things that's always going to drive me nuts about turnovers is that people that you know the the uh, Hurwitz and um, Kevin Ware's knee they're going to win turnovers more often than not because they're not making any moves. Right. Shame a little bit on Victor for not having more effort in this matchup trying to take points, rebounds, assists. He would have won steals easily and ended up winning the matchup would have won three pointers easily. Um, but that being said, it, you know, Kyle got the tie just on effort alone. So let that be a message to anyone, no matter how bad your team is, a little bit of effort will get you some ties. Well, I wouldn't say that, you know, I put forward some, some, you know, slight effort in some of these games and, you know, for these people who are winning turnovers, uh by not making moves somehow my team barely plays and i lost turnovers last week i it's just my team turns the ball over a lot anyway um let's move on to the next matchup chase's neat team fc versus luke and my balls this is one of those matchups uh that 
uh, it was unfortunate for Luca. My balls. I, he did put forth some effort, um, but it looks like Luca didn't get to play all last week, um, probably because he was a Texas team, and Texas teams last week uh, yep. just took the week off. Uh, so, so uh, yeah, he did lose this matchup. Um, Chase team's going to be hard to reckon with for anybody. Uh, I know we we heaped praise on Luca. My balls earlier in the season. Um, if you take Luca out of the picture, I think this team's still a playoff team. Uh, it's just, you know, you're, it's going to be tough to beat the best team in the league. Uh, valiant effort. Uh, but, uh, yeah, you still lost by 137 points and a, in, you know, nine steals, five assists. Not, not a valiant effort. I think that's the opposite. Uh, I mean, no, I mean, he, nine more steals, five more assists. And, uh, you know, it's a six, five game and against the number one team in the league. You know, it's, it's. Yeah, I, I, I give him a valiant effort. Uh, it, usually, we're talking about this guy not paying attention. It looks like he, he made some moves and and tried his best, and Luca didn't play, and he came up just short. So he made no um, moves. Fine. So I'm just I, saying. I, I, I mean, he he moved people in and out. You know, baby steps. He hits the start active players button, but he's been doing that. He just doesn't. Uh. It doesn't move people into injured into I and J spots. It just doesn't start them. Well, Louis in there, but, but yeah, he'll do. He'll check once. He'll check once a week, and he'll move people in there and and stuff. But yeah, he's not. Anyway, it's yeah. Anyway, anyway, uh, he lost, and so yeah, uh, yeah. We'll move on to the next one. Uh, White men can't jump is having a resurgence here. Uh, he beat Thunder from down under six to three. Maybe this might have prompted. Uh, the trade that happened earlier this week. Uh, Ethan, you want to talk about this one? Yes. Um, so as the writer of first drafts of our show outlines, I wanted to talk about this matchup because a few weeks ago, I said, I think Neil's team is super dangerous to come from the middle tier and challenge the top tier. And uh, I felt like that was met with some hesitation by my co-hosts. Um I feel like people said James Harden's value was going to drop upon his trade to Brooklyn. Uh, this week, Neil's team fucking slapped. James Harden shot 55%. He made 18 threes. He shot 49% for the week from three. Brooklyn looks like a fucking terror. We've talked about a lot of other guys we like on his team, Malcolm Brogdon. Kemba, I mean, regard now we're so far from last year's keepers, regardless of how Kemba ended up on his team. Kemba looks a lot better now. And he is just, I mean, he is trending very positively to quote him in the group text earlier, winning is fun. Um, and he did it with um, Paul's team, making it rain from three, which is what he's built to do. Dame, Steph, um, you know, and the like Chris Middleton, the uh, uh, Seth Curry. So, you know, Paul's team it, who, we all think is very good, did its thing, and Neil still went toe-to-toe with him and won. So I think that's the narrative here is that, one, Neil is is a good team, but two, and more significantly, I'm right, and being in 10th place can't take that from me. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, next up, Rumham. Slam versus Shalom, y'all. Uh, Rumham Slam took it to 8-3. Max, you want to talk about this? Sure. Yeah. And uh, sorry, Ethan, I, I did predict this. Um, 
you know, it, and it's not even that Ethan's team had a bad week. You know, like Norm Powell showed up big time this week, uh, drilled 12 threes, was shooting 48% from three. Um, you know, it, uh, Embiid showed up in his first week on the team. Here's the problem. Jamal Murray balled out. Like, oh, my God. The dude put up 20-plus points every single day of this matchup, including a 50-burger on uh, three nights ago. 50 points, six rebounds, two assists. Like, Jamal Murray is on another level for the last week. Like, you compare him to Carl Anthony Towns and Vucevic, who have been – Vucevic has been carrying Trevor's team all season. Carl Anthony Towns is easily his best player. And Murray scored, like – 50 more points than both of them you know and and trevor still got 40 plus rebounds out of both those guys they still played a big role um seven blocks out of cat like it's just if trevor's team has performances like this it's it's not a fault of uh of ethan's team even though they did underperform a little bit um i i really think trevor's team can steamroll just about anybody if they're going to put up these kind of numbers so Huge week for him. I'll be interested to see if Jamal Murray keeps performing this way um, and if his bigs can stay healthy. Yeah, Trevor's team does look pretty good, uh, you know, getting Cat back. And and he was the de facto winner last year. Um, you know, if if Jamal Murray does play like that with, with Fox and Towns and Vucevic and everything else he's got, you know, he is somebody that can definitely compete. Good match up coming up this week that we'll talk about later on the show with Chase. Uh, but let's keep on moving into last one from last week. Hong Kong Heroes, who beat me eight to three. Um, oh, well, oh we no, got there's, one. Two more. there's two more. We'll talk about that one after. So Hong Kong Heroes, it beat me eight to three. Ethan, do you want to talk about this one real quick? Sure. So um, I can't, Huck. I won't make fun of you because my team is is garbage and trending far worse than yours, but. Um, this was, this was kind of, uh, just two, two teams kind of doing their thing for a week. I mean, you're, I, I think you've got a great keeper foundation, Huck, but you're just, I mean, <laughs> you're getting literally nothing from Keldon Johnson, the crucifix, Christian Wood, the other Bogdanovitz and triple J. I mean, I don't know what you're expected to do. It's just like you're using your five moves just to still have a couple fewer games played than your opponent. It's a reality I'm experiencing. And Brendan is, is pretty injured too. Um, so I want to say that so he doesn't text me um, as soon as this drops. But um, I think this was just kind of um, two teams just going through a, a mid-season week waiting to get healthier. Um, and there's just it's just sort of, I guess, a stack game for Brendan. But again, I, I sincerely, Huck, I'm not trying to – I got to be nice to Huck now because we're about two weeks away from our annual argument about triples, which matters. <laughs> so we got to make peace in the no, show. No, hey, there's no argument there. <laughs> That's just what it's going to be. But, uh, but yeah, no, I, it's, it's tough. It's tough to play fantasy basketball right now uh, when I'm starting Danny Green. You know, I, I can't stand Danny Green, <laughs> and I'm yeah, I'm throwing him out there. Uh, it seems like every morning – I mean, the Spurs didn't play this week, which is not good when some of my best players are the Spurs. Uh, but every single morning, if they're I – mean, I, I traded away people earlier on the season, but it seems like every single morning I'm waking up to some news where it's like, 
your center cousins is just he's just not going to play for the rockets anymore what's going to happen i don't know he'll still play but they don't want him and it's just like good lord uh so you know good good matchup for brennan you know congratulations on the win but uh, we'll try to turn it around in the weeks upcoming last matchup um and from last week and i'll talk about it here uh godzilla got busy beat i love Derek by a hair by a hair it wasn't that much um and max you scored a lot of points i'm, I'm sure that gave you the confidence that you needed uh you know to make the trade that you made um but jimmy butler was an animal uh he really carried you so uh it maybe it was a sell high uh, i don't know it's it's up to you to decide it's making the rest of the team look bad making the rest of the team look bad i love Derek shot 512 uh, which is hard to beat on on a weekly basis, especially with 200 uh, or 473 sh- shot attempts. Um, so uh, good showing by him. Good showing by a last place team. He would have rocked me uh, to sleep, um, but he did beat you by 50 turnovers, which is quite a lot. Ertans drilled 16 threes. And shot 64% from three. Like, fuck yeah. off, Bertans. Well, if you watch Bertans earlier in the season, uh, or Bertans, it, coming off that injury, he could not make a shot. I mean... Yeah. Uh, Max and, Andrew and I talk about it all the time. Uh, in Daily Fantasy, he was cheap as all can be. I think he was $4,000 on, on DraftKings. And I would take him every time, being like, this is Bertans we're talking about. He's going to come out and, and drain 5-3, score 20 points, get, you know, 5-5, five and five, five assists, 5 rebounds. He'd come out, he missed like five threes in a row, and that would be it. And it, he would just sit, ride the bench from there on out. So, um, so yeah, it's good to see him finally waking up. And it's good. I'm tied with this guy. This His team looks better than, than mine right now. So he put up a good showing against you last week, and – and uh, maybe he'll he'll have some luck going forward. I w- I did want to mention in the annals of roto rankings are not gospel. He he texted yesterday and was to Max and I and was like it's a bummer to to lose. Like I think I lost because of free throws today, and he lost six five and he lost on free throw percentage. And so I look forward in doing the roto rankings today. And Andrew is number one in all of roto for the season in free throw percentage. But he flipped free throw percent. Max flipped free throw percentage from him yesterday and won six to five. Loved so, it. His team kept missing free throws, and he's like, "Stop! No!" <laughs> you really nothing you can do. It's it. You're helpless when you're when you're watching that. Okay, so uh, we went through last week. What we're going to do is we're going to jump in to next week real quick, or this week, this upcoming week, starting today, starting a couple hours ago. Uh, let's start with uh, Uniballers. 46, 50, and 3 versus Luke and my balls. 48, 15, and 1. Max, what do you think of this matchup coming up here? Well, I'm looking at it live. And currently, Luke is down 11 nothing to Luke and my balls. Rough. Um, granted, he, he has had zero players play so far. Yeah, I was so going to say. Luke and my balls is winning with zero blocks and zero assists. But, uh, you know, just, just calling that out real quick. No, this is a great opportunity for Luke. I, I'm actually going to pick Luke to win this week. You know, he's kind of been stuck in that 10th, 11th place, just right there on the bubble uh, of the playoffs. And now he's going up against the guy that right in front of him on that bubble. Like if he wins this matchup by, I think, two points, then he's all of a sudden he's in the top eight and he's a playoff team. 
Um, this is a great opportunity for his team to kind of turn the corner. And, you know, once they get McCollum back healthy, maybe Michael Porter Jr. starts playing some more minutes. Uh, this team could start to look like a real contender. Um, Ethan mentioned earlier, Devin Booker looks great. Uh, Patty Mills is still shooting the way Patty Mills does. You know, it's, it's going to be hard to beat Luca my balls, but just like we always talk about, he doesn't make the moves. So as long as he uses his five moves, especially with this new IL plus spot, you know, with uh, I think he's got, what is this? Devin white or Derek white. Who's Devin white. Um, no linebacker for the Buccaneers. Sure. Yeah. He's not on Luke's roster. So Derek white um, is somebody that can be stashed in an injured spot, or if he just, becomes out he can stash him in the io plus um i think this is a good opportunity for luke to use all of his moves win the counting stats and then hope the rest of his team plays well enough to steal percentages or turnovers or something along those lines i'm gonna take luke eight to three this week that's i'm calling it yeah i mean i'm gonna agree with you on the on the win there luke my balls has a great team and uh if he does the start um he's gonna the start button that we talked about start and start all my active players um it, it does he does present a formidable matchup week in week out i mean luca is playing for the first time uh in more than a week tonight so he's getting him back uh i think it's gonna be closer than eight three uh i i like uh uniballer's team it's gonna be interesting to see if he can uh close this gap i i think that that's, that's the thing that i'm watching the most more than the one two three four spot is that seven eight nine ten spot um in our in our league and see who can who can really step up here in the in the second half of the season and and uh, take those spots do i think that he has the upper hand no i don't um just from what i'm looking at here um but he can definitely compete um and so like i said i don't think it's going to be eight three i'm calling a he barely ekes it out six five um but i'll take uniballers this week ethan what do you think um i take uniballers as well uh as a fellow bubble team i'm very threatened by uniballers um michael porter jr looks great again Allen. um finally just getting to be the fucking guy is looking like a great fantasy asset um and that's for Luke's favorite team in real life. So that's got to be double sweet for him. Um, two guys that I think are going to make a real difference for his team this week. One is Lonzo Ball, who um, the Pelicans offensively are playing really well right now. I think they've cleared 110 points in like shit, like nine out of their last 10 games, which I know that's not a ton, but I mean, with no exceptions, they're, they're blowing past 110 every night. Um, Lonzo is 14 for 28 from three in his last three games. He's got seven assists per game in those as well. Uh, he's playing great ball. The other is Fred Van Fleet. These are two dudes that are both really good players, but who I both, uh, who I think both are playing streaky above their averages right now. And, um, Luke is kind of, I feel like catching that wave in a good way, um, over the last couple of weeks. And I think that continues into this week. So um, again, I think um, like Max said, this is a big week for him. Um, but I think he wins by something. Yeah. Like six to five, six to four, because Hurwitz has, um, has enough just raw talent to autopilot to 
some pretty decent numbers. Yeah, I mean, I in one last thought, you know, we don't like to talk about Luke my balls if he's not going to uh, really make moves or or put forth a huge effort. But if somebody else takes over this team next year, um, if or if he just has a revelation and starts to pay attention next year and has a great draft, this to me is one of the best teams. It'll be interesting to see because to me, I still think he has the most talent in the right places in the right spots um, that he is a eighth place, seventh place, eighth place team that should be a one, two, three. Uh, And so It'll be interesting in the, in this upcoming upcoming season. Um, Can we talk if, really quick? Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Oh, go ahead. Can we talk really quick about Unibowlers team photo? John Cruck. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't really understand it. But... I don't get it either, but I love it. Like it, it just jumped out to me. Sorry, I just I'm looking at it and I'm like, why John Cruck? I would oh, guess I would guess that it's it's a uh, duplication from. Other, uh, you know, you just kind of fill in the photo, whatever, from, no, from another. I, I actually know. I think I know. Unless Crook has uh, one ball. Yes, that's why. <laughs> okay. Wait, what? John Crook has, only has one ball? Yes. Uh, so, well, I'll let uh, – I will uh, let Luke explain it in the group text, but I'm at least looking at an article – uh, from 1994, an errant pickoff uh, in the Seattle <sighs> Times. Um, an errant pickoff throw by old pal Mitch Williams way have led to the discovery of cancer in Philadelphia Philly first baseman John Cruck. Doctors said a throw by Williams that hit Cruck in the groin last summer led doctors to discover a cancerous tumor on his right testicle. The tumor called a seminoma often goes undetected because it does not call pa- because it does not cause pain. So is, this is just a guy that he knows. This is the one ball. athlete that has that, that has one ball. Well, no, I mean, uh, what Jameson Tyone um, has one ball for the Pirates. Uh, I'm sure there are others. Yeah, this is the one that he knew at least. Absolutely. Mm. I I just so first of all, whenever I typed in John Crook and then space Google automatically auto like filled suggested to me has one nut. So I was like, oh, well, now I know it's true. Like, that's yeah. the top thing searched for John Crook. Not John Crook career stats or anything. Guys, John let's Crook just, can we just save this for the testicle podcast that we're running later in the week? Oh, that's yeah. true. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, this is a fantasy basketball podcast. We will move it on to the next thing, but we had a good, that was a nice little conversation about uh, uh, reproductive organs. All right. Chase's neat. Team FC 67 31 and one in first place by a good amount. I mean, five games versus the Rumham Slam. I think this is definitely the game of the week. What are you thinking, Ethan? So I think this is one of two games of the week. The other one being um, Hong Kong Heroes versus Whiteman can't jump. But uh, but again, back to Chase and, and Trevor. Um, I think Chase is going to win this matchup. Um, Trevor is, has the, the talent, uh, you know, we were talking about with last matchups to really, um, make some noise, but I think Chase is a top team with up there with Paul. Um, he is, um, just incredibly, incredibly deep, even down to like unkeepable guys like Malik Beasley, who's a top 50 player, um, going to jail, Bobby Portis, who's a top. 80 player. So, um, you know, I think 
it, I don't know if he's going to make any moves like to what we were talking about earlier to sweeten his team. But I know that right now I, I like how they're trending and I think it's going to take another week like Trevor had last week to uh, compete with him. Otherwise I think it's more about trying to get at least four or five categories, even in a losing effort to um, keep him up like right in the thick of the playoff race yeah. right now. Chase's team is Again, my made-up phrase, they're the voluminous scoring team in the league. <laughs> Max, how about you? What do you think? Uh, give me Trevor's team. Yeah. And I, I know that's bold. I understand Chase has the number one team in the league, but I think, you know, we look at the Roto rankings and it, it isn't, it's representative of what's happened over the course of the season, not where teams are right now. Um, for instance, on the Roto rankings, Trevor's team is last in blocks. And I would predict that from this point forward, Trevor's team is going to be first in blocks. Um, just purely because he has Carl Anthony Towns, Zeller, Vucevic, and Brooke Lopez. Um, so it, I just... plus Draymond bang. blocks a lot. Draymond's a good blocker. Yeah, Draymond's a good blocker, plus he gets steals and assists and gets kicked out of games sometimes. So he's just got stats all over the board. Um, <laughs> I... I think that it's going to be close, um, but from a matchup perspective, I think Trevor takes this one 6-5. Uh, I have nothing bad to say about Chase's team. Chase's team is great. I just think Trevor's team right now is better. Chase does have a deep team top to bottom. Um, like the worst player on his team is probably Sadiq Bay. So he'll probably stream either that spot or who did he, Cameron Payne, who he added today. Um, Chase is active on waivers, so I'm sure he'll use all of his moves. But uh, no, I think Trevor ekes out a close one this week. Sadiq Bay is not streamer, I don't think. I would take him on my team for the rest of the year for sure. Uh, I think the whole Blake Griffin thing, that they're going to start to uh, become a little bit more young. Uh, you know, that's why they lost Derrick Rose. Uh, and they're talking about Blake Griffin getting less playing time, maybe finding a new home. Uh, they want to make room for Sadiq Bay. Uh, he's going to get probably 30 minutes coming up here real quick on average. Um, I, I think he's great, um, but I'm going to agree with you. I, I like Trevor. I think Trevor's team uh, looks really good on paper right now. And Chase's team is not, it's at 90%. It's not at hundred um, percent. He's losing a game with Porzingis tonight. Uh, Graham's on the bench. Uh, I, I'm sure uh, Kevin Durant will come back this week after an extended absence. Uh, and so, yes, Chase's team is, um, you know, it, it's not that hampered, but it's still not at 100%. Trevor's team, um, you know, is is playing great. I think they're, uh, you know, they're in fourth place now. He's been playing without Cat, without, uh, you know, certain other players. And so, um, you know, him at full strength is, is pretty dangerous. He, he is missing Porter, uh, Oladipo, and Brooks, and as well Harrison Barnes. I, I just, I like his team concept, and I, I think he wins a close one this week. Um, but yeah, let's move on to the next matchup. We're going to D-Town Funky Stuff Maroney, 51-45-3 versus I Love Dierk, 33-65-1. and one. I'll go ahead and start this one out. Uh, I I like D Town funky stuff, Maroney. This is gonna be tough to say. Can I just call him D Town? Is it? Can we shorten call him it? Kyle, probably. Kyle, fine. <laughs> Whatever. We're getting creative here. Uh, <laughs> so now I I like his team overall. 
Um, I think Anthony Edwards is going to be a monster going forward uh, for the rest of the season. I think he's uh, shown that he is going to be a star in this league and that he can compare or he can pair with Cat to make that a competitive team. I know, I know, I know the Timberwolves look like absolute garbage to the worst team in the NBA right now, and they just fired their coach. But Edwards, it's not Edwards' fault, okay? Um, so I think he'll he'll show out for the for the rest of the season, uh, including this week. Um, right now, Westbrook and Beal have the, the Wizards looking like a playoff team, even though I know they're not. Um, Let me believe. Yeah, and uh, I think what they've won four in a row, right? Mm-hmm. Is, that, is that correct? Three in a row for three seasons, bitch. <laughs> yeah, well, there you go. Um, but yes, that. they're playing really well um, together. They're starting to find their groove. Um, and and I like how his team's set up. On the other side, LF Dierk, like I said, uh, he's not as bad as, let's just say, my team. I think he's got um, some talent there. Uh, a more balanced team. Berton's starting to play better. PJ Washington. I know with the ter- with return of Zeller, he's taking kind of a hit um, on the offensive side and the rebound side, uh, but he can still play. He's still a great player. Um, he's got a pretty good start here from from Kobe White uh, coming out today and having a pretty good first half uh, of the first game. Uh, but I, I'm going to take uh, Kyle's team. I think that uh, he's going to have too much. Uh, it won't be as bad of a beatdown as people might think. Maybe like a 7-4 type win. Uh, I'm going to take Kyle. So uh, what do you think, Ethan? What do you think of this matchup? I am actually going to go against the grain and pick Andrew um, just because uh, of – uh, what you said. I know Kyle has two Wizards, but Andrew has a Wizards player who caught fire last week. Max mentioned him earlier, and he and he nearly buoyed Andrew to a win over Max, and that's Davis Bertans. Um, and if he stays as hot as he is from three, um, that's going to give Andrew a scoring lift that he um, has been desperately searching for uh, since his flurry of traits a few weeks ago. We already saw what kind of impact that can have. He's got a guy that's going to win a couple categories for him in rebounds and blocks every week in Clint Capella, at least in my opinion. Um, he's got a sniper in Joe Harris and, and another in Bertons um, if he stays hot. So I just think that he's got, um, again, guys playing hot at the right time. Um, you know, if, if, uh, if Kyle, you know, was to get the similar type of lift out of his wizards again, then I guess that same logic would work against me, but, um, but I really do think that Berton's in his sort of role. He does, he's doing the same thing he's always done. His shots are just going in now, whereas they weren't before. Beal's a monster, but Westbrook is, is not what he's been. And he's going to go back to being tremendously inefficient. I don't know that it's enough to cost Kyle this week, but I'm going to pick Andrew because his team is um, hot right now. Okay. All right, Max, how about you? Uh, Do you guys know the Wizards play five games this week? Hmm. That's a lot. Yeah, they've got a bunch of COVID makeups. did not know that. Yeah, so five games this week for the Wizards, and I think that is going to be very important in this matchup, depending on how they handle it. Um, One, I think Bertans ends up getting a lot more minutes than he's used to seeing. And two, it'll be interesting to see if Westbrook and Beal 
are played on both ends of, of back-to-back games. Westbrook, I, I can almost guarantee you, I think Westbrook's played on the second end of one back-to-back all year, and it was against the Rockets and John Wall. So he they, does, he won't, he'll sit at least two of those games, I would guess. They'll play four in five nights, and he'll sit two of them. Okay. I'm, I'm 99% confident. All right. So I, with that in mind, um, and some of the other matchups, for instance, uh, Andrew's got a couple of Charlotte players who have four games apiece. I think PJ Washington has been playing well beneath his means uh, yep. for the past couple of weeks. Uh, Cleveland's got a couple interesting matchups. Um, Brooklyn, I think, plays four games. Like I, I, and Wiseman is apparently coming back this week, um, which will be a huge lift for Andrew, depending on how many minutes they give him immediately. I think Andrew can take this one from Kyle. I still think Kyle has a great team. Uh, but again, it, it'll be really interesting. I mean, it's Kyle being without those Pacers still and without DeRozan right now. I don't know how long DeRozan's out for. Um, I, I guess maybe it's just for just for a couple of games. I don't know. He's away from the team for personal reasons. Gotcha. Okay. You will not travel for Wednesday's game. So take away DeRozan from the team that Kyle's been fielding the last couple of weeks. I, I, I love Anthony Edwards. I love his Wizards, obviously. Um, Garland is great. I like Aiton. Horford is out uh, because he's Wait. being arrested. But I... I just faced Andrew last week. I know his team is currently tied for last. They're better than they look on paper. Um, pretty well balanced, shoot a lot of threes. And like I said, if Bertans gets extra minutes, that is going to be really hard to keep up with if he stays hot from three. He shot 64% with 16 threes last week. Um, if this is just the start of something, then that those are two categories that Andrew all but has locked up this week. Um and then Terrence Ross has been on a scoring tear. Halliburton's still great. Um, yeah, give me Andrew seven to four. Kyle okay. having uh, uh, just quick nugget to build off of what you were just saying. Kyle having Russ and Anthony Edwards among others who are electric players, and Anthony Edwards is just starting. Like he will be much better than he is today. But uh, they are so inefficient, and Kyle is bottom five in all three shooting percentage categories in roto for the year so if andrews you know bertons and joe harris are hot from three he can get total points and definitely win all three percentages so that's huge okay you know, that turnovers and you're talking about a win yep all right uh next matchup hong kong hero 61 38 and zero versus white men can't jump 53 43 and three this is a good matchup this is like it just like i said ethan what do you think though um so I think I'm picking Neil here, uh, uh, mostly just because, again, Brennan is is really treading water with some injuries. Uh, I'm looking at four guys right now who have been on his injured list, or he has, you know, he has more than four, but I'm thinking of a, a standout four, and that's Drew Holiday, Marcus Smart, Kevin Love, Larry Nance Jr. And then I do actually like Paul Millsap a lot, but he's... I feel like a cut below them fantasy wise, but he is really treading water injury wise. A few of us know how that feels. Neil's team is almost completely healthy. Harden and Brooklyn look fucking awesome right now. Um, Robert Covington looks really good right now, though he's got no points in two turnovers tonight so far. But um, 
Ben Simmons and Philly looks really good right now. Like he's got guys playing great on teams that are playing great Brogdon. And, and so I, again, I've liked Neil's team and, and sort of the foundation of, of what he's got for um, moving forward. And I think he is going to take this one from Brennan this week that said um, a rematch in the playoffs where Brennan's healthy. I might, I might reverse my pick, but this week I take Neil. Okay. Uh, Max, how about you? I'm going to have to go with Neil too. And it's, it's hard for me to say that. I know I was hard on Neil's team a couple of weeks ago, but like you guys said, I mean, he's got some guys that are just breaking out, you know, he's getting, he's, we're in the, at halftime in the Chicago game. And currently Wendell Carter is 12 points, 10 rebounds. Um, so not to mention he gets some help from a, uh, from a scheduling standpoint as well. I think Rui Hachimura is another one of those guys that's going to benefit from the fact that the Wizards have to play five games. He's going to get some heavy minutes, going to get some great opportunities. Um, and what sucks for Brennan is, yes, the injuries are tough. Uh, Holiday should come back this week. Dragic should come back at some point this week. But ultimately, a lot of Brennan's best players only get three games this week. You know, Jokic, Irving, um, and Turner uh, of of – Indiana, all of those guys only have three games this week. And I want to say the majority of Neil's team gets four games and then Hachimura gets five. Um, you know, it, that's, that's a 25% upgrade just from just raw counting stats. So unless Brennan's team has just an excessively good percentage week, you know, just like Andrew's team did last week, I think Neil's going to stay hot and take it this week, six to five, at least, if not seven to four. Yeah, I agree with you. Matt, Neil's team is, is underrated. Um, do I think they're one of the top tier teams? No, I think he's kind of middle of the playoff pack. Uh, but it definitely has a has the matchup in upper hand this this upcoming week. Um, Neil's team overall for the season has stayed relatively healthy. Uh, you know, as as uh, you know, he didn't like the the Kim Walker move. It's kind of turned out for him. Uh, Kim Walker is playing a lot better, uh, like Ethan said earlier, and he, uh, he's needed on the, to make this team a little bit more well-rounded. Um, I like Neil's team this week, and it helps when you have Wendell Carter facing some a team without a Boogie Cousins who has P.J. Tucker at center uh, right now. Uh, yeah, he's 12-10, one assist, two steals, and a block. Uh, and they just started the second half. So, yeah, I'm going to take Neil this week. I think that... Uh, that he's going to take advantage of this week. And, and I agree. I think that this could be a different matchup in the playoffs, but for now uh, we're taking Neil, but all right, we will keep it moving here. Thunder from down under 61, 53 or 61, 35, three for Shalom y'all 46, 51, two max. Tell me about this matchup. Well, Ethan's up seven to two. So I think we're done. Stop here. the count. Stop the count. Yeah. We're we're good to go. No, I I you know, sorry, Ethan. This is the worst possible time for you to be facing Paul. His team is is the best team in the league right now. Um, you know, he, he doesn't have Cole Anthony. That's not gonna matter that much ultimately. I, I think actually from a schedule perspective, he's not looking that great either. Um but I don't think it matters. His team is truly incredible across the board. The The fact that he got Butler to add rebounds, um, Gobert, I believe, has four games this week. Plumlee's going to add rebounds and blocks. Uh, 
Leonard is going to add some rebounds, maybe a block here or there, as well as stack onto the crazy three volume that he already gets from Lillard and Steph Curry and, and Kyle Anderson and everybody else on his team. Um, I, I don't, I can't see any team keeping up with Paul without a tremendous amount of luck and a down week on Paul's side. Um, so I'm going to pick Paul. I have no idea what, what the score is going to be like, but I don't envy Ethan or whoever's facing Paul next week either. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm going to have to agree with you there. Um, you know, first question I have is Ethan, the only team with two first rounders that is in playoffs. I think that's correct. Right. That isn't currently in the playoffs. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I, I mean, it hurts to have Anthony Davis not playing. I don't know what, what the deal is with Anthony Davis, how he hasn't been playing for uh, last week or two. Well, I traded, I traded for him like right after I traded for Embiid. So I moved basically four guys to get those two guys. Lost right. a lot of roster depth. Anthony Davis played one game, and now he's going to be out for a month. He'll be back for the fantasy playoffs, but to your point, I'm in 10th place. So right. it really – I was I was booing myself with counting stats. I gave up a lot of my depth to get two top end players, and one of them hasn't played. So it just it's you got my luck. You got my luck for sure. Um, yeah, you're facing a, a team that is really stacking it on, and we've talked about them, you know, over and over. Um, Leonard Curry, Middleton, Gobert, uh, you know, uh, Butler, um, and Lillard. It's hard to compete with that. It's hard for anybody to compete with that. Um, this week, you're you're gonna have a tough time competing. I'm gonna reverse it. I'm gonna say um, that it's seven two Paul. I think you get one of these percentages and maybe turnovers, and the rest go to Paul. So sorry about that, Ethan. But tell me, defend yourself. What do you think this week? No, I mean Paul's gonna win because he has a way better team. I am. I'm. F- falling very hard uh in the standings so it's just i mean it's it's a bummer i uh i've been talking to some teams about anthony davis if people are interested in anthony davis i encourage you to text me um he's not going to play for a month though so you're either wanting him for a first round keeper or you are wanting to have him stashed available for the playoffs, but I am not keeping him either way over Embiid, and I'm pretty fucking screwed either way. So text me, um, Paul. You're going to probably win pretty good this week. Maybe Paul will trade you Kawhi. Maybe Paul text yeah. me this week, um, or if you want to wait till we're done facing one another, holler at your boy. But I mean, Dame, Steph, Jimmy Butler, uh, Gobert, Middleton, Kawhi. Cole Anthony, get the fuck out of here. Like I it's it's impressive. Yeah. I I mean, in, maybe we don't need to talk about this, or maybe we do. I don't know. Uh, you know, Ethan is a honorable person, but um you, you've kind of mentally decided that Anthony Davis probably isn't of no use to you, uh, that you pretty much put your phone number one eight hundred Anthony Davis out there for them to text you to get it. What if uh Thunder from Down Under came up came up with a Cole Anthony uh Chris Middleton for Anthony Davis trade? Oh. Yeah, I mean I would I would certainly take that because I was texting with 
uh, some people earlier, not in a specific trade negotiation, but a deal like that is it helps me resolve a keeper conflict and I take on a late round quality keeper or upside keeper in Cole Anthony, but it also helps me right now because Anthony Davis is not going to play for four more weeks. And I have Paul this week and I have Brennan next week, who's really good. And then I think I have Uniballers who's trending really positively. And so it doesn't get easier. I already lost to both autopilots in consecutive weeks. Like, so that kind of trade is a win now and a, and a, build for the future type of trade. Anthony yeah. Davis is probably my favorite player in the whole NBA, but I won't, he's not a better fantasy asset than Embiid. So I'm not going to keep him and he's not playing right now. And I either am going to try and get back in it in the next four weeks or my season's over and four weeks from Saturday is our fantasy baseball draft. And I can, I can place my false hopes into something else that I'll mismanage. <laughs> y'all. Yeah. Uh, but I, I was just mentioning that because I think that if it does turn out that you do make a trade like that, uh, it's going to be real hard to beat Thunder Down Under. But uh, I yeah. guess that's just, you know, something I'm throwing out there. Anthony Davis, you know, you're, you're advertising for sale. Uh, the people that are going to want to buy him, uh, you know, it could really, really swing things. So anyway, we will keep moving along here next matchup godzilla got busy versus kevin wears knee uh maybe a disappointing uh matchup for you max i know it's not always fun to face the uh pushover team even though you know you probably need it and you're probably gonna your team's gonna look real good after you downsized this last week um i i think you probably it probably stays right where it is he, he takes a percentage takes the turnover matchup uh, if you don't win more than eight, two, more than seven, three, this is probably an L, uh, from, you know, from your standpoint, I think that, uh, your, your team obviously is showing up pretty good tonight. I like how Zach Levine just caught fire in this third quarter. Uh, John Wall is, you know, putting up a, a decent contest for you. Uh, but you know, there's not much to say about this matchup coming up here. Uh, what do you think, Ethan? Um, yeah, I like Max in this matchup. Um, you know, it's he just has a much better team. I don't, there's not really much to say about it. It's not it. fun that, when you face this guy. It's just, it's well, not. Beat, so I can't talk shit. I'm not allowed, I'm not going to make fun of him anymore because my team sucks, but I will say it's very obvious that Max has the more talented team this week. So he'll win. You, the only guy I was going to, call out specifically was Zach Levine, who you just did. I think he's going to be an all-star. I mean, by, I think that, I mean, the smart people I follow on Twitter think he's going to be an all-star. So he's been, uh, I don't think he, his name's come out of my mouth on this podcast once this year, um, despite the beautiful last name, but he's been a, a, he has been an incredibly important part of uh, Max's run over the last seven or eight weeks. Yeah. For sure. Max, what do you got to say about this? God, this is the matchup I've been waiting for. Mm-hmm. You know, I talk all this shit about his team. I'm going to take this one 10 to 1. Um, I, it's funny. While, while you guys are talking about this, I'm watching my stats update live. And Bojan Bogdanovich just missed a free throw. So that hurts. Uh, but, you know, I, I think we'll recover. I think it'll be okay. It's, I mean, I'm looking at his team and it's like, God, he trades for Andre Drummond, and then all of a sudden Andre Drummond just stops playing basketball. And also, like, that's the one move he made. 
you know, he has Schroeder and DeLon Wright, who are both injured in his lineup right now. Um, a bunch of players that probably shouldn't be rostered at all. I'm basically playing against Donovan Mitchell, Trey Young, and Hart. Um, and then a bunch of a bunch of nobodies, like including like if DeAndre Jordan gets a bunch of minutes this week, it won't matter because he's not going to put him in. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it does kind of suck. I, I think my team's in a good spot right now. I think uh, we're coming off a four game win streak right now. So it would be really nice to be able to keep putting up numbers against the team that matters. But, you know, I'll I'll take the uh, I'll take the dub this week. Uh, everybody else has gotten a, a turn. You know, Kevin Ware's knee is the league doorknob, and I, it's it's Godzilla's turn to get busy on it. Okay. All right. Uh, let's move on to our last matchup here. Super Gallinario Brothers, 38-59 and 2 versus Doink the Clown, 33-65 and 1. Max, tell me what you think of this matchup. Oh, Victor's going to get a win. <laughs> Look out. Um I, I feel like I've praised Victor's team a lot more on the podcast than you guys have, just because now granted he's got Dorian Finney Smith now, which automatically downgrades him by a lot in my book because he sucks at basketball, but I like Tim Hardaway jr. I like what John Collins and Rashawn Holmes have done this year. I obviously think buddy healed is a lot better than you guys do. And it sucks that he's playing without Mitch Robinson, but I still think I defend buddy healed. Huck hated on Buddy Heald. I, I didn't like the trade value for Buddy Heald. Either way, I, I think Victor's team is better than their record still, and I still think if he wants to, he can contend for the playoffs. I actually think it'd be really interesting if he tried to figure out an Anthony Davis trade with Ethan. Um, I don't know what keepers he has going around but i can tell you right now who's his first round pick uh it was Embiid. Uh, it was Embiid. so there you go i think he, he can take an opportunity to trade some keeper value to ethan if ethan's looking to sell and then get an upgrade in my book at least on Embiid and great first round pick moving forward and you know chase that that eighth playoff seed, anything can happen once you're in the playoffs. And I really think Victor's team is a lot better than they are on paper. And I think they take a win from Huck this week because, you know, no crucifix, no Jaron Jackson, no lesser Bogdanovich, or as Ethan called him, the other Bogdanovich, which I really like. Um, Plus Boogie Cousins doesn't currently play for a team. So, you know, I, I will say LaMelo Ball, Huck got him much cheaper than he would have gotten him a month later whenever he traded traded me for him. Um, that is a good keeper that he'll enjoy for some time. But, no, he's going to lose this week. All right, Ethan. What do you think? Um, I pick Victor as well. But, again, uh, Huck, your, your team just has so many damn injuries. It's, it's just an uphill – I mean, it's – you're playing against your yourself and your own team doctors right now. It's uh, pretty difficult. Um, but I do, I, that's not to discount Victor's team. I mean, I do think he has good players. Chris Paul is, is as good as always. Um, he's not off to a hot start tonight, but that doesn't make the whole week's matchup. He's got a lot of big men that I like. I also thought Colin Sexton would have faded by now much more than he has. Um, so he's just uh, – I don't know if he will be able to make up 
enough ground to get to the eight seed. We do still have half the season left. Um, but I, I do think that he's got um, at least a good few between Chris Paul, Colin Sexton, um, Chris Boucher, John Collins. He's got at least four awesome keepers. And then he's got a few other options he can decide between for the fifth. So um, this week he'll get a win and he might even get a stack win, but I don't think it's going to, unless he's got Stafford the next week, I don't think it's going to, his matchup's going to look, his roster's going to look as sexy in a matchup against most other teams that aren't as injury riddled as the old clown. He has, I love Dirk next week. Worth noting. Oh, but I think Andrew's team is playing. I think Andrew's team could beat Victor, but we'll do that on next week's podcast. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I love fantasy basketball. It's fun. Uh, but I know that I'm going to lose week in, week out. That I have probably the worst team in the league. Um, just the way it's set up right now. I, I don't. I think that uh, with Morant, even though he's playing like garbage, Morant and Ball uh, and uh, Jeremy Grant, uh, Dejounte Murray, uh, Wood, going forward, and and a whole new uh, structured team next year with the first and second pick. Um, my team could be a lot better than it is right now. Uh, and so we'll just, we'll have to see, but I know that every single uh, week I'm going to come in as the underdog. And that includes this week. Hopefully I keep it competitive. Um, but you also got to understand that uh, throughout this year, uh, my schedule has, I, I'm coming off a five uh team streak of playoff teams so it was hong kong heroes kyle thunder from down under max trevor uh before that it was uniballers luke my balls uh chase's new team fc so my next uh five weeks are uh victor neil is thrown in there i love Dirk, shalom y'all kevin where's knee um it gets easier over the next five weeks maybe you can Maybe my team can show up, show some some backbone. Uh, but right now, I'm definitely a team that's just it's just not 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 competing, and that's okay with me. I'm okay with that. I know I'm playing for next year, and um, I'll repeat that every week on the podcast. That you know, if I if if you're if I'm competing with you and I'm closing gaps in in our matchup, uh, that's a win for me. And I think I've done that in the last few weeks against Thunder from Down Under, and uh, you know some other teams where I've come within, you know, a couple steals, a couple rebounds of, of tying up a matchup or, or even winning a matchup. So um, we'll see how it goes, but, uh, but yeah, that's pretty much all I have to say um, about this week. Uh, you know, good pack, but good podcast guys. It's always fun to get back into this, talk a little basketball, um, you know, missed that last week we're we're happy to get into uh the upcoming week do you guys have anything to say before we uh head into this week and and uh and move on no fantasy basketball makes me sad lately my team is very bad yeah podcast was very fun as always i hope you all enjoyed i've got two things one 
God, I like it just while we're doing these matchups, I've been um, just Googling quotes from semi pro. I have to watch this movie again soon. It's so damn funny. Like there's just so many good quotes. Uh, just everything that has to do with there being a bear loose in the Coliseum, everything that follows up from that is just gold. Um, and also, so I beat Victor two weeks ago and Andrew last week and to both of them. How's that ass feel? <laughs> Mm. okay all right uh well that's all we have for you guys this week um stay tuned we'll be back next monday same time same place we will see you later